I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me this week. This week's episode is extra special, just as all of my client case study episodes are. These are some of my favorite episodes because I get to share my very dear clients with you. So let me just give you a little bit of an idea of how much I love my clients and just how close we get during the time we work together. So we at minimum spend three intimate months together, week after week, meeting for an hour, for 12 weeks, like I said, at minimum. And there's no doubt that we get really close during this time. We talk about things that my clients usually have never really shared with anyone else before. And it's just this really intimate journey that we get to be on together exploring and diving deep and growing together, healing together. It's it's really amazing. And that's why I just love highlighting and sharing my clients with you on these episodes. And this one is actually extra special because this client that I'm highlighting this week and who is joining me as a guest on the show, her and I actually did something together that none of my other clients have ever experienced. And she's going to be talking about that in today's episode. So this client in particular came to me specifically to get her period back. And I actually have a get your period back type of program. So if you're listening to this right now and you're struggling with something called hypothalamic amenorrhea, which means you don't have a period, well, I have a program for that. And of course, in true Meg style, my program doesn't just cover the very basics of how to get your period back. Of course, we cover all of the very foundational pieces of how to get your period back. But we also cover the mindset stuff and all of the other things that pop up along the way as you're working towards getting your period back. A lot of women will struggle with the fitness aspect of things, rest, and body image. Sometimes our bodies change. I should say most of the time, our bodies change as we recover from HA or hypothalamic amenorrhea. And so I created this whole eight-week, two-month course for you to support you in getting your period back. 
And the client that I have on the show with me today is actually my very first client to ever complete the program one-on-one style. So she gets to share her experience with you today on the show. But what makes her extra unique is that her and I had such an amazing time together throughout those two months working together inside my HA course. We call it Flowing and Free, by the way. So my How to Get Your Period Back course is called Flowing and Free. So my client first started working with me inside Flowing and Free about at the end of August, beginning of September. And we had such a great time together and she realized that she actually knows exactly what she needs to do in order to get her period back. But there was a lot of unresolved trauma that was preventing her from actually taking those next steps forward. And that's when my 12-week coaching program, Back Home to You, came into play. So she had gone through the Flowing and Free program loved it, learned tons about how to nourish her body properly, and had the right mindset now in order to do that. But she wanted to dig deeper with me, and that's exactly what I offer my clients inside my Back Home to You coaching program. I've been talking about this program since July 2020. It's been a year and a half now that I've been supporting women around the world through this program. And I have tons of clients on the show talking about their experience through this program. But Xenia, my client who's on the show today, she was the only person so far that has completed Flowing and Free and then went straight into Back Home to You because she wanted to dive deeper with me. So we went on this incredible, therapeutic, somatic healing journey together for three months. We worked together for five months total, and I'm so excited to share her story with you today. And just know that if you are looking for support in your healing journey, I am here for you. I have my links in the show notes if you want to reach out to me. I also will share my personal email with you, hello at magdoll.com, if you want to reach out to me directly and let me know what you are wanting support with. I am currently accepting a few more one-on-one clients right now, so if private coaching sounds like something that you are ready to dive into with me and have tons of fun in your healing journey because I really do think that all of my clients can agree that healing doesn't have to be hard. We actually can have this really enjoyable experience as we move through our healing journey and I want that for you too. I want you to experience this healing journey with a sense of ease and excitement. That's really what I want for you. So I love the work that I'm doing and I'm so excited to share Xenia with you today. So enjoy the show. I will be back next week. I have a solo podcast episode planned actually, which I'm really excited for. 
I plan to sprinkle in more solo podcast episodes for you. So I have a feeling you'll all really enjoy that because I always get messages from all of my listeners saying how much they enjoy the solo podcast episodes. So just a thank you to all of you who reach out and let me know how much you're enjoying the show. But please enjoy today's episode with my beautiful client. I love her so much as I do all of my clients. And like I said, if you are ready to begin your journey with me, I am ready for you and you can just email me, click the link in the show notes to read more about my back home to you coaching program or flowing in free. Hey Zenia, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me this week, sweetheart. (laughs) I'm super excited too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Actually, we have just been talking, of course, for like the last half an hour because I'm j- I just want to give everyone listening to the show today kind of a background about you and I, just a little one, and then we'll dive into how we've been working together and stuff. But you and I worked together for five months and I just, I love you so much. And <laughs> Actually, today, at the time of this recording, it would have been our very first week without seeing each other for the past five months. And it just would have felt too weird. So I scheduled this podcast episode with you. And then you and I have just been chatting for half an hour. Sounds like something we would do. (laughs) Exactly. And something else that I'm just super proud of you for and then we'll kind of dive in because I think this is a good like segue into that but we actually hopped on the call about five minutes later than planned because you were eating your snack which made me so happy (laughs) what were you eating for a snack today I didn't even ask you um yeah no I had a like a little rice pudding oh okay um yeah and yeah I I um I knew I wanted to eat it still during the afternoon and I didn't really plan in a particular time, but then our call was coming up, so I knew I was gonna be um not able to eat for about an hour and then it's already kind of dinner time, so I had to squeeze it on before. Yeah, well that makes me happy. You know, I am in full support of you honoring your snack time. So I did not <laughs> Um, It did not bother me to wait and hop on the call a few minutes later. But anyways, I'm just so excited to have you on the show this week because you are actually my very first client to go through Flowing and Free, my HA recovery program, and then not even skip a beat and dive right into Back Home to You. So you are one of a kind in many different ways, but that's kind of a unique thing. So I'm just really excited to highlight you and share your journey with everyone. But before, well, I guess we can just dive in right now. And why don't you share with everyone kind of like where you were and what prompted you to reach out to me and start your journey inside Flowing and Free? Because like I said, you were the very first person who ever enrolled in Flowing and Free. Yeah, um, let me think back. So I 
I was trying to work on gaining some weight for a couple of months before because uh, how was it? I mean, I remember I started losing a lot of weight about a year before we started working. That's kind of when it working together. That's kind of when it started. And then in the beginning, it was like good, you know, because I I was trying to lose some weight, and then it it kind of just escalated a bit, and I couldn't really go back in a way. Like I couldn't stop it, and it got it got really scary. In yeah, I mean, it it wasn't like it wasn't good anymore, you know. Like it was this kind of feeling where it was a bit out of control in a sense, and I I was trying to figure out what was happening because I wasn't that actively trying to actually lose all the weight, you know. It was just like it kind of spiraled, and I didn't really know how to get, how to get control of it. And then I remember I went to a bunch of doctors. And I was like, basically, you know, saying like, I, I don't know what's happening. Like, is there, you know, <laughs> any input or something? And people don't really get it. So that's really something that I, I was struggling with because I couldn't, I couldn't or I didn't want to actually ask for help. But I wanted someone to just tell me, you know, that something is wrong and this and this is what I have to do and that didn't really happen so I remember how I kept scheduling like doctor's appointments and I went there and I was like you know kind of tiptoeing around <laughs> the elephant in the room wanting them to basically tell me you have a problem you know like we have to do something about this and it just didn't happen and I couldn't I don't know why this was so difficult for me but I couldn't tell them I believe I have a problem. I really need help. And so, you know, so nothing happened. And I was just getting a little more desperate. And uh, I really felt like I had to work on that. And um, yeah, I think the realization that this is also the reason why I'm not having my period, um, because that kind of went hand in hand, like a little bit the the weight loss and then I actually got off birth control and found out okay like I'm, I'm not having periods and this probably had been going on for years and years before and I just didn't I didn't know about it because I've been on birth control I think since like 18 years old or something so I, I never knew if I'm gonna have a regular cycle or not and yeah I think I just started to <laughs> panic a little, freak out a little. And um, and that was around the time where I found out about you on, not on your podcast, actually, it was a different podcast. Um, I think it was the Danny's. Amenorrhea, yes, <laughs> yeah. podcast, exactly. Of course it was and there was Danny's. one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one episode where you were talking about what you're doing and your story. And I'm, I wish I could tell you what exactly it was that resonates so much with me with me but I, I can't really remember what it was I, I just knew that I felt such a connection to your story and and what you're doing and I was like okay I, I have to work with this person and then I checked out your website I think and I I saw that you had this um, flowing and free coming up it wasn't live yet so you could um, 
you could put your name down for the waitlist, which I did. And then I think it was just a couple of weeks later, it couldn't have been a month, it was super quickly after that you actually launched the program. And I just felt like this was meant to be, you know, it came exactly at the time where I, I really had to ask for help eventually. And uh, yeah, that's how it kind of worked out. Wow. So incredibly (laughs) divine timing. And Mm -hmm. Senia, you, you described something that so many women will find themselves in like a place that they'll find themselves in throughout adulthood, like usually in their 20s, or even their 30s, right? It's like, you start losing weight, and you just start spiraling, like you said, and it kind of gets to this place, you might not even be actively trying to accomplish any specific type of weight loss, but something happens, and it just keeps happening and you have a hard time putting a stop to it. And then you know that there's this problem and, uh, you know, out of the five months that you and I work together, I don't even think we really talked about that feeling or that experience of wanting those doctors to, it's like you, you know, you have a problem and you're kind of like, no, like, you know, you need help, right? And you go into these doctor's offices. And it's like, you're, you're like, silently sitting there waiting for someone to see you waiting for someone to be like, Hey, here, let me help you. And as you were describing that it took me directly back, like, I have also had an experience like that I was in university, I didn't have my period, I wasn't struggling with anorexia anymore, but I definitely like it morphed into orthorexia. I knew I was struggling with something, right? And I knew that I was very much underweight and I knew that's why I didn't have my period back. So I went to go see the gynecologist and I feel like I was exactly how you were feeling, right? You're sitting in that doctor's office and you want someone to just be like, hey, Meg, or hey, Xenia, or hey, whatever your name is, right? Like, I feel like this is what's happening. And like, I can help you with this, right? Like, you just need that yeah. compassionate person to kind of just swoop in. Instead, I was just handed birth control pills and was like, hey, here, <laughs> here, this is why you're not getting your period. Yeah, and I was just like, um, what happened to me? Yeah, that is exactly yeah. what happened to me. I went there. It must have been just two months before we started working together. And I knew already from a different doctor's visit that my hormones were not at all where they were supposed to be. So I went to my gynecologist, you know, and I explained, this is what I heard from other doctors. Um, you know, any input? Is there anything <laughs> you can do to help me? And then she actually took some more blood, she put down my weight, which at the time was shockingly low, you know, for myself, for like where I've been. And it didn't say anything about that, but her solution was to prescribe me birth control again, which I was like, how does that make sense? Like I just got off it. I noticed there's a problem. Now I want to do something about it. And her solution is to just give me this band-aid of birth control again, which just, that kind of blew my mind. I think that was also one of those moments where I really thought, okay, this is not, 
working like these right. people do not understand what what the problem is and yeah I think that that was just like a, a woman in my age I'm I'm 30 years old now to ask her to go back on birth control again if she doesn't have a period it just you know I mean oh probably I know at any age, it doesn't make sense yeah. but you know like in my age you would imagine people might want to have children eventually so you want to kind of fix the cycle <laughs> you right. know yeah and, and that was just not at all happening right and you said yourself like you knew you were underweight yeah. Like you knew that your weight was way too low for where you should be. And I think that's just an important thing to know because even in a doctor's office, you know, a, a super low weight, it's just so normalized and it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. to even think that, right? That like yeah. you don't walk into your doctor's office and they're like, hmm, okay, her weight's extremely low, right? Yeah. I mean, I was in that position for 12 years, you know, and I had a female doctor and I would constantly tell her that I wasn't getting my period. And Mm -hmm. it was just always like, oh, well, are you trying to get pregnant? No. And (laughs) then it was just like change of topic. I'm like, okay, this is very wrong. Anyways, that's a whole other thing, but (laughs) I just thought it was important for us to bring light to that because you and I are sitting recording this episode, but we have so many other people listening to the show. And I know they have felt so many of them have felt the exact same way or have been in that same position as you and I. So, um, fast forward, like you said, okay, so you stumbled across that episode I was on with Danny and then, divine timing happened. I was releasing flowing and free. And now let's talk about your experience in flowing and free. So that's a two month course. And how was it for you to go through that program? Maybe sharing some big takeaways you may have had. I know it was like three, four months ago now. (laughs) Yeah, so um, oh, where do I even start? I, I think I came into the program with the hope that, you know, you would, you would just understand where I'm at, <laughs> which obviously you did, because I couldn't really, um, I think, admit to myself how big of a problem I already had. Like, I knew things were going wrong, you know, it was really difficult for me at the time, I was struggling with the weight, but I, I think because I never had an official label for it, you know, like I was never diagnosed with an eating disorder, and I think, I mean, that's, it's probably like a little bit weird to say, but I think that would have made things a lot easier for me, because then I could have admitted to myself this is real, you know, you need to get help. But because it wasn't real, because nobody ever told me you have a disease, you know, like this is what is wrong with you. I needed this label for some reason and I never got it. And yeah, and then we started working together and you didn't need that, you know, for you it was like enough that I came to you and I asked for help and you understood what was wrong because you've been there and you know how hard it was and it just 
it was just so easy because there wasn't any guilt, there wasn't any blame. You know, we talked about what was happening, why I was unhappy with where I am and how we can get out of this. And yeah, I think I'm, I'm so glad that I did it, you know, flowing a free and back home to you in that particular order, because I think that is what I needed to really understand how much work it actually is and to kind of slowly ease in into all the, the mind work also, because flowing and free is really more about, you know, like very practical advice. What do you have to do to get your period back? And this is what I needed at the time. I thought, I, you know, like for some reason I didn't understand you know, how I'm supposed to do this. So this is what we worked on. And then I realized more and more, I do actually know what I'm supposed to do, but for some reason I can't do it, you know? So there's, there must be a lot more underneath that we have to work on, um, which is why I then continued with Back Home to You, but it was really at the time exactly what I needed because I wasn't ready to go a step deeper, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I so agree with that. And I think it's really a brilliant way to do things. Right. And yeah. thinking back to you when we first met, I agree. Like if you and I hopped on a discovery call, you're so right. Like you needed kind of more of that, like factual information, like kind yeah. of more structured stuff, like flowing and free is incredibly educational, right? We talk a lot about yeah. the food yeah. aspect of things and we can talk about this in a little bit, but where, what you were eating wasn't really like where you needed to be in order to get your period back. Right. So yeah. I think it was important for us to spend those two months together, kind of focusing on the food and the body stuff, even though flowing and free does include some mindset stuff too, of course, because <laughs> I, I made the program. So of course it includes like mindset <laughs> stuff, like you were not going yeah. to get just a, how to get your period back type of program. But, um, it was cool to spend those two months with you really focusing on the very like foundational pieces of how to get your period back. And then, like you said, and then spend those other three months diving deeper into things and being like, okay, you already know what to do right? But let's dive deeper yeah. and work through these old past traumas of yours that are actually preventing us from moving forward and fully embracing this journey and actually doing the things like you said. Yeah. And it's really funny because especially those, you know, mind topics that you just mentioned that came up, I noticed that this is where I'm really struggling because I never... I never would have thought that I have traumas around food. You know, that was just not something I ever thought about that this could already, that this could be one of my problems really. Because I think, I don't know, it, like food was never a really big thing for me. Like, you know, food and, and like losing weight, gaining weight, like growing up, this, this wasn't a big thing. You know, I never had any problems with this. I was always like skinny without having to work for it. You know, it was just, it, it came natural to me and I never was bothered about it. And then there was this 
period in my life where we talked about at length where I, I got sick, I had to take medication and, and suddenly everything was difficult, you know, everything was different. My weight was kind of fluctuating. It wasn't really where, where I wanted it to be or also where it was used for it to be. So then is when the problem started, when I was trying to control everything, you know, and trying to avoid what happened to me and to my, my body and stuff like that. And, and that's where I, yeah, apparently developed a trauma, which I didn't really realize, you know, and that, that's why it was so hard for me. So the, the way that blowing free was organized, really to walk you through step-by-step, step, what is it that you have to do to get your period back? And then if it's difficult, why is it difficult? You know, like what could be the reasons for right. that? And uh, yeah, th that's why I would have never signed up for back home to you right away because I didn't think I had that kind of problem. <laughs> right. That makes so much sense because I think when people think of traumas, right, yeah. we think of these really really big events like going to war right mm -hmm. or having someone close to us pass away and sometimes people don't even see that as a traumatic experience either actually yeah. like it's like war and car accidents or something like that yeah, right like this big bad. event like or you yeah. know which of course is bad and a trauma in itself but there's also so many smaller things mm -hmm. that are not accepted as trauma like that's just not you don't talk about that you know it's not as big as <laughs> where we downplay them right we see other people yeah. going through hard things and then when we go through a hard time and I think also it's like the in the doctor's office from your experience like that kind of was what happened too, right? Like you knew that something was wrong. You knew that you should be getting your period. You knew that you were underweight. And then you walk in and you kind of like present these things to the doctor and they kind of just brush them off, right? Whereas yeah. like you just explained, you didn't need an official diagnosis of anything to come work with me. You didn't need to be diagnosed with an eating disorder. You didn't need to be diagnosed with hypothalamic amenorrhea, nothing, right? But you came to me, you explained to me where you were at, and I understand those things as really big deals, right? And I understood that they were really big deals to you and they're really big deals to me, right? Like I, I want you to get your period back just as much as you want to get it back too, right? <laughs> it's huge for me for you to do all this work and I'm so proud of you for doing everything that you've done. So when people who are going through hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, a lot of the times we talk about eating more, and moving less, a lot of women will be exercising a lot and not eating a lot. And then when they choose recovery, right, everything kind of gets flipped around. So they start resting more, eating more. And I'm, I'm just curious if you'd like to share with everyone where you kind of fell into that mix and, you know, maybe what some of the biggest changes were for you 
in working towards getting your period back? Yeah, so I think for me, it was a little bit difficult, different than I think it often is um, for women in the same situation because I didn't, I didn't exercise a lot. I didn't, you know, like overly, yeah, I didn't exercise overly with the, you know, aim to lose weight. That wasn't really um, what I did. But I also, I didn't really consciously eat small things or not enough. It wasn't really conscious what I did at all, really. It was more, I wasn't hungry and I couldn't eat and I didn't understand why. So I think it was a lot more subconscious than maybe than it often is or than it's told you it's supposed to be. You know, it's like when when you have an eating disorder and this is, you know, like, because I researched right. <laughs> when are you having a need you know like because I was trying to find out like is this something that I have or not like why is this so difficult for me and it's just explained to you in a lot more factual way like you know you're making these decisions to eat you know not enough to lose weight which maybe it is maybe it isn't you know but it, it definitely wasn't like that for me so it's not like I never counted calories. I never tried to, yeah, really restrict my eating with the intention to lose weight. There was a point where I made conscious decisions about what meals are healthy and which ones are not. Yes, because, that was a big thing yeah, for you. Yeah, that was a big thing because I, on the one hand, I knew, okay, this was like gonna kind of help my body and and I thought this is what's going to help me get rid of my extra weight because the extra weight that I had wasn't from overeating but from the medicine you know so I thought if I eat healthy I'm gonna get healthy I'm gonna get rid of all of this weight I don't have to take the medicine anymore and um, that's kind of yeah that's where it started I would say so and then yeah, so many things kind of spiraled from there because I tried to only eat the healthy stuff and I didn't really enjoy eating anymore because it was just so much effort. And I think that the less I ate and the more like healthy I ate, the less hungry I was. And, you know, you feel guilty about eating the stuff that didn't really make it on the healthy list. And, <laughs> and it just, yeah, the whole eating experience kind of, is ruined suddenly you know and and it's not something enjoyable anymore and it's something you feel like guilty for or whatever and and these are not the things that they tell you do you have an eating disorder yes no you know like this that that is not what makes it on the list but I feel like that's that's what it was for me you know so yeah and, and that is that is not normal. So in my opinion, that is very disordered, but that is not yes. something that you can ask in a doctor's office, you know, that's not what they use to make a diagnosis on. 
Right, right. And I, I just really am so grateful for you sharing that. And that's, you know, the reason I wanted you to share because we all look different entering recovery, right? Whether that's for an eating disorder or HA recovery. And I really just wanted to highlight where you are at because not all of us who need to work on healing our relationship with food and not all of us who need to work on getting our period back are going to be in the exact same place like exercise obsessed counting calories and making sure we can only eat a certain amount every day and, you know, like consciously making those decisions, like you said, right? That wasn't Mm -hmm. you at all. You weren't over-exercising. That's never really been something that you and I have to talk about, right? We talked about some exercise stuff, but it was definitely not like a huge part of your journey at all. And then the food stuff, again, it wasn't like, you were consciously doing this and it was almost like we had to bring in more of like intention when we were working with food to make sure that we were going to start eating more right like we had to bring more intention because it was like you just kind of didn't think about food right and I think that's really important to share because everyone's journey looks so different. And I think also that's why people who are struggling, whether that's with an eating disorder or disordered eating, right? Like so many people like fly under the radar because you're not that textbook definition of what it should look like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you did amazing things in flowing and free. And then we moved into back home to you. And we had another three amazing months together. And I love what you shared about how it really worked well for you to do flowing and free and then back home to you. And now that you're done both of those courses, after those five months, what would you say maybe were some of the biggest takeaways or what are you really proud of about yourself? Um, good question. I'm putting you on the spot with this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I hope I can remember all the good like takeaways I had, but I think probably the biggest thing for me was really to, to, understand and accept that I had a trauma what we already talked about you know that there there was actually this traumatic event event for me that triggered my abnormal eating Um, and also what triggered this trauma in the first place like why why, why was this event that maybe for someone else wouldn't have been so traumatic? Why was it so traumatic for me? And realizing that there were so many misunderstandings that I made years and years ago, you know, like in my early childhood sometimes, where I always thought it was going to be more, um, how do you say, like, you know, if you, if you speak to a therapist, you can, and, and I never spoke to a therapist before, so I'm, I, can only, yeah, I can only speak from how I imagine it would be, but it, like, 
you know, you you kind of explore your past, whatever, and then you knew ex know exactly where certain things come from. You remember very clearly these events. And I thought this is never going to happen to me because I thought about this myself and I couldn't remember anything. You know, I was like, oh, there isn't really much for me there. And then when I talked to you, suddenly stuff came up for me. And I was like, oh, why does this come up now? You know, like, why does this random experience from what do I know? Like when I'm 15 years old, why does it suddenly come up? And I think to, yeah, to understand that this does come up for a reason and maybe we should explore and not just push it away and think through why this could come up and in, in what sense this relates to the bigger problem. That was really game changing for me. I think that there was, there was so many things obvious and not so obvious you know that led up to where I am right now and why I react the way that I react and make decisions the way I make decisions and especially when it comes to food that I would have never thought about and yeah that it was it was just so relieving to have this weight of all these misunderstandings lifted off me and being able to <laughs> just yeah get rid of this and experience how life is without all this baggage yeah that was uh, yeah really big for me yeah amazing and I'm so proud of you you know you just really came to our sessions and we always had such a great time together but we went deep too right and that was because you were willing to open up and do this work with me and that's why you were able to have the experience that you had right because you were open to this type of work so you kind of talked about being where you are at now right and kind of releasing all of that stuff that you were once holding on to. So if you were to kind of share with us where you are now versus where you were like five or six months ago, what are kind of the biggest changes for you, do you think? Um, so I think, I mean, if we start with food, because that's kind of one of the most problematic topics um, for me, I still struggle a little to eat the um, 2,500 calories a day. <laughs> just to be very clear about it, that is still a very big number for me. But it just feels a lot more in reach than it used to. And it's more like a... It feels like a friendly challenge more than something that just scares me to death <laughs> no right it's, it's not like, scary to you yeah but it's, yeah it's it's in reach and it's possible and I understand why I'm supposed to eat that and it's not a it's not a number I feel in any way like bad about you know like it's not it's not a scary number I don't feel guilty if I actually eat that much for some reason like it's not it's more it has a lot more positive associations with it I think so it's a day where I reach 2500 is a really good day 
and it, it's like something I can be really proud of when I have a day that um, that I actually ate as much as I set out to eat. So I think the whole like guilt around eating all these negative associations, and there were so many. Like there were, if I think about you know days where. I was sitting in front of my plate and the plate was full and I just couldn't finish it. And I felt so horrible. And I was just dreading every second, just sitting there and having to, you know, shove this food into my mouth. And I just hated it with like all my heart. And we did so much reframing work, you know, where now I'm sitting there and sometimes I am full, but I still feel like I need to finish the plate. I talk to myself with a, you know, friendly kind of voice and I <laughs> reason with myself that this is good for me, that I need this food, that my body is going to be thankful for it. And it's just a lot more positive. So it, it comes more natural, I think. Um, and as much as it's, it's still a challenge, I also understand why it is a challenge because I'm, I'm just not used to eating so much food. You know, it's like as simple as that. I don't know if my stomach has like shrunk or whatever, but it's it's just gonna take a lot of time to really learn how much a normal woman is supposed to eat, you know, because I've been under eating so much for maybe maybe all of my life. And I never even realized it. So obviously now that I have a number to aspire to, which is so much higher than what I ever ate. Yeah, obviously that's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> but, obviously, um, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. normal. It, I understand that it's normal, that this is difficult, you know, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't mean that it has to be a terrible experience, you know, it's just, it takes more work and I, I'm i a lot more mindful about it I think I'm a lot more yeah like gentle on myself when when it is hard and reasoning with myself in a way so I think the whole like what I'm trying to explain like the whole dialogue I'm having with myself um it just shifted like all of these um all of these situation where I would get upset with myself or frustrated be it even related or not yeah like other areas of your life too yeah exactly like these conversations are just a lot more friendly and understanding and compassionate and and that is probably the key of all of this like now I know I still have a longer way to go because I'm still not entirely where I'm when I'm trying to be with my weight given you know we know where uh, it's most likely to get your period back so this is obviously where I'm trying to go um it's not yeah it's not negative for me it's not uh, I'm not beating myself down about still not being there after almost half a year you know because I know that it hasn't really been half a year because it's, it just takes so much time to for me gradually increasing my calorie intake and just doing all the steps and working on myself like this it's just about so much more than about the food also it is yeah that's something I didn't know I I, I never realized that there's so many things to it 
Yeah, there's so many things and you're doing such a great job. And I think it is important to just be real with everyone and, you know, share that, hey, like it didn't take me two, three, four, five months to get my period back, right? Like I'm still on that journey of getting my period back because I think that is something kind of frustrating for a lot of women. You hear all of these stories of people getting their period back after like one, two, three months, right? And it took me an entire year, but you bring up something really important. So many of us have been malnourished for the majority of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like I am eating more now than I ever have in my entire life. Like aside from when I was getting my period back, right? Like ever since then, I've actually been eating a proper amount of food. And my period is here to prove that, right? But if we're spending like decades of our life with no period or all of these other health issues, right? That's also like kind of proof that we're not fueling our bodies properly. And so anyways... It takes a long time to show our bodies that they are in a safe place and a lot of time to replenish those nutrient stores. And obviously, you and I both know you're on the right track and you're doing amazing things. And I'm just so proud of you, Zenia. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Is there anything else that you feel like you wanted to talk about or share today? Um, I think just because you just mentioned, like it, it takes longer sometimes to get your period back, which, yeah, obviously it's a little frustrating sometimes, but we talked about so many little things in between where you can see you're making progress you know and that has been really big for me because there have just been so many things like starting from having a good night's sleep which sometimes I still don't have and then I remember oh I didn't eat enough during the day and then I fix that next day and I sleep so much better or my skin is so much better you know it has literally glowing right now (laughs) in years and my hair is so much better and all of these things you know and really appreciating those little things and just understanding I am moving in the right direction and all of this work does pay off and it's just a matter of time you know I I know that looking at my BMI, I'm still not in the perfect range to get my period. So I understand that it's going to take a lot more time. And as long as, yeah, I'm moving forward and moving towards the goal and not going backwards, it's, uh, it's always a success. Yeah. And for the past five months, you've been consistently taking steps forward and you're going to get your period back. And I'm so excited to get that message and celebrate you. (laughs) So thank you so much, sweetheart, for coming on the show this week and sharing with everyone your story and your experiences through both of the programs. And like I said, you're, you're the first person to ever actually be able to speak to both of the programs so that's exciting thank you (laughs) they are so great so I can just (laughs) I can recommend them with all my heart because it, it really changed my life you did so much for me thank you so much I love you so much
I love you too. <laughs>